The Bible declares that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to him. So the one who has all authority says, Behold, I give unto you power. I give unto you authority. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Again, I want to welcome everybody that's here this morning. I'm so thankful that you came this morning to hear what thus saith the Lord. Kingdom Rock, let's welcome our online community. Wherever you are all around the world, we celebrate you and we thank you. And uh, we're just glad that you're here. Amen. Aren't we glad? We're so glad that you are here. Wherever you are listening or watching or you're driving or whatever you're doing, thank you so much for being a part of this service. We are praying for you, you and especially you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, as you know, we've been in a series uh, for the last week, last couple of weeks. This is part number two. Um, this series is entitled Fight the Power. Fight the Power. Fight the Power. And uh, we have our faith confession that we've been in in the series, and we're going to say the same confession today. So I would, if you would uh, just say them with me, we're going to say them uh, loudly, enthusiastically, slowly, say it with boldness, because these are some words that really, as you declare before you, you're going to see them begin to come to pass in your life. So let's say them together. Ready? Number one, I am an overcomer. Number two, I have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Number three, I am blessed because Christ was made a curse for me. Number four, I am seated in Christ and with Christ in heavenly places at the right hand of God. Number five, I receive power and authority over all the power of the enemy and I shall not be hurt. Number six, the greater one lives in me. Number seven, God has commanded angels to protect me and my family every day. Number eight, I declare the word of God with boldness. And number nine, every day in some way, I advance the kingdom of heaven in the earth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. All right, you are speaking truth. All right, so we said in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, Ephesians 6, verse number 12, uh, the King James Version, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So again, well, as we talk about fight the power, I'm not t telling you to go out and uh, grab your weapons and go down to and fight people. No, that's, that's the wrong thing altogether. There is a spiritual battle that is raging right now, and you have to know who your enemy is. And we'll talk more about uh, Ephesians 6, verse 12, but I want to bring to your attention again that this is a wrestling match. This is not a shooting contest. This is a wrestling match. Amen. Wrestling talks about hand to hand. Remember, it is the goal of the wrestlers to pin the other down. 
to pin them down so that they are, uh, put them in a submitted position. I'm holding you down, and that's what your enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to hold you down, hold you down in debt, hold you down in sickness, hold you down in doubt and unbelief. He wants to pin you down. He wants to pin you down. But the Lord said that he's given us power over the enemy. So no believer should be pinned down. Although at times we can stumble and we can fall, and sometimes we just frankly get weak. And at other times, so we can be pent, but it should not be for long. And we cry out for the Lord's deliverance, and he sends the strength that we need to overcome this enemy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. At times, you'll need to just say, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and declare that in the face of your, of, of your enemy, of your opposition. When you feel your walls are closing in on you. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. When you feel things are closing in on you and you feel like you can't catch a breath, you can't get your feet under you, that's a time of a deep attack and you need to just declare the blood of Jesus and, and begin to speak the word of God and take authority of your adversary. And you'll see that it is not really your strength that is pinning him, but it's the strength of the Lord. The Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not strong in your church, strong in your pastor, strong in your friend, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. His strength is without limit, far superior to that of the enemy. So we don't fight the enemy, uh, fight the powers of darkness in our strength. We fight it in the strength of the Lord. Amen. All right, so last time we stopped here on Luke 10. I want to go back there and let's talk about this now. Let me say this again as well, that you are in a preparation season. As the Lord said on last week, you're in a season of preparation for something that is coming upon the earth. You're in a season of preparation for something that is coming on the earth. We're in a training period. We're training now for what is coming. Some bad stuff is about to roll out. Some stuff is already here, but even worse things are coming. And if the Lord tarries and we're still in the earth, we're still here and haven't been snatched away, then that means we're going to have to plow through this and go through this. That means that there are going to be more spiritual attacks against you and you're going to have to know how to fight and how to defend yourself and your families, your loved ones, your communities. You'll have to be ready. You'll have to be ready. Last week we talked, gave you the example of the policeman with his badge and his gun, the badge meaning authority and the gun uh, meaning the power. Uh, the badge was exousia, and the Greek word exousia, and the gun was dunamis, how you go out with both and how God gives you jurisdictional authority, jurisdictional authority. I was speaking with James, I'm telling you this is good, good revelation, how revelation begets revelation. Uh, the Lord's not only given us authority here, but we're like universal marshals. You know, wherever we go, we have authority. Right. Hallelujah. Wherever the Lord sends you, he gives you authority. When he sends you, you have authority over the enemy. Are you hearing me? Amen. All right. Let's look at Luke 10. Luke 10 verses uh, 1 and 2. And it says, after these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither uh, he himself would come. Therefore, said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. 
Pray ye therefore of the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. All right, verse number eight. We'll skip down to eight. It says, and into whatsoever city ye enter, and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you. Verse number nine, here are more instructions. And heal the sick uh, that are are therein, and say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Healing and deliverance are a sign of the kingdom. But understand, they have a message. They have word and power. The kingdom of God is not just in word, but it's in power. There's word and power. As we're declaring the word, power should show up. As we're declaring the word, power should show up. Are you hearing me? Let me say it this way. As you declare the word, power will show up. Uh, I don't want us to get into the frame of mind of thinking, well, okay, we're at church, so uh, I don't see a demonstration of power. I mean, you will see a demonstration of power, no doubt, because the word has been given, but this is not the only place. You need to be seeing the demonstration of power in your own homes. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. So please don't take it as, well, my preacher this or my church this. No, it's you that God is commissioning to operate in power and authority. He's talking about you. Are you hearing? He's talking about you. So let's go down to verse number 17. Uh, The 70 comes back and they say in verse 17, Luke 10, 17, it says, and the 70 returned again with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are what? Subject unto us through thy name. Now, you're the one who's given power and authority to, so the enemy is subject unto you through the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me? The enemy is subject unto you through the name of Jesus. Now, the word subject there means to submit one's control, to obey. The devils will be submitted or obey you through the name of Jesus. We can't get that twisted. Not through your name, but through the name that has authority. We carry the authority of the name of Jesus. Now, let me give you some examples. I'll give you some examples all throughout this, I believe. But I went to one particular house and a gentleman there was struggling with um, sickness and, and um, he was in pain and had been in pain for, for weeks. And uh, his wife called me over and I said, all right, I'll come over and I'll pray. And as we, as we met together and we prayed, uh, what happened was uh, as I prayed for him and laid hands on him, the pain instantly left his body. It instantly left his body. That's powerful. And as I left the home, you know what happened when I left this home? Pain came right back. So there was a period of time that he had to fight, and he did eventually fight and overcome this. And on a particular occasion, uh, another gentleman was uh, in in a hospital, and I couldn't make it there to pray. So I told him, hey, put the phone on your body. He's in the emergency room. He's in the emergency room. I said, put the phone on your body and lay the phone on that, uh, I think it was his leg, lay the phone on your leg. And I prayed because in the spirit, there is no distance. There is no distance. So I prayed right there over the phone and I took authority over the pain that was in his body. I took authority over that spirit. And you know what happened? It began to leave him. 
and that pain left. Now we're talking, I'm on the phone at home and he's, on, he's in the phone or on the phone there in the, um, in the uh, emergency room. I told him to put the phone down on his body. And the Lord, I spoke the words in the name of Jesus. I speak to you, spirit of pain. I speak to you, uh, sickness and disease. I command you to go from him in Jesus' name. Isn't that powerful? So there is no, there is no distance in the spirit. Now, I'm not telling you this, and I'll tell you some more. I'm not telling you this because I want you to look at me as some spiritual superman. Although I am a spiritual superman. No. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not telling you that, that. I'm trying to tell you that this is something that you can operate in. That Jesus wants you to operate in. Every member of the body of Christ. So in a moment when we read, as Jesus said, behold, I give unto you power. He's not just talking to preachers or teachers or pastors. He's talking to the average Christian. Ones who believe in Christ. The disciple, the follower. So I want you to receive this for you because this is what you will be operating in. Are you hearing me? So the, the disciples came back, the followers of Christ came back and said, hey Lord, even the spirits, the devils, are subject unto us through your name. In uh, verse 18, the Lord says, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19, behold, look or examine. Behold, look, examine, inspect this. I'm about to show something to you. Now understand, he said, behold, I give unto you power. Stop right there. I give unto you power. Behold, look or examine this, inspect this. See what I've given unto you. Behold, look at this. Let me get, let me get somebody to help me for a second. Come on, Brother Richard, let me make you famous. I can say it this way. Come on over here. I can say it this way. Behold, Richard, I give unto you this rock. Behold, look at it, study it. Look it over. Look it over. You understand? What we have done many times, come through this verse, the Lord said, behold, I give you power. We just take it and just, okay, now what? Without examination. So he wants us to examine this that he's given unto us. Become familiar with this that he's given unto us. Does that make sense? All right, now, give me my rock. Thank you, Brother Richard. So again, what? He says, behold, behold, examine, inspect. I'm about to give you something. Don't take this for granted. Look it over. He says, behold, I give, I grant, or I bestow upon you power. Now the word power here is exousia. Now we went over this, but let me go over this one more time. Exousia. I give to you exousia. Exousia means power of authority, influence, and it means right or privilege. But it also means, there are two other things that it means. I want you to grab hold of this. Exousia also means the power of rule or government. Uh, the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. This individual has been given governmental power. Uh, a judge may say, or I've said in some wedding ceremonies, by the power invested in me by the state of Georgia when I'm, if I'm marrying someone, you know, doing the service, the, the service. Praise the Lord. Uh, 
or the, a policeman would say, uh, by the power given to me by the city of so-and-so. He's been given authority, governmental authority to operate in this capacity. When the apostle Paul, before he was Paul, while he was Saul, he went to uh, the religious leaders, the Jews, the, and told them, well, asked them for authority to bind the Christians, to bind the followers of the way, right? And they gave him that authority, and what did he do? He did go in and begin to um, bind or imprison, and in some cases uh, have killed or executed Christians before he encountered the Lord Jesus Christ. He had authority to do this. Jesus said, behold, I give you governmental authority. Now, your authority is only as good as the one who gives it to you. Let me give you another example. If we go, in the, if we go into the food bank, and uh, let's say you see me coming, and I tell you, behold, I give you authority to take whatever you want to out of this food bank. <laughs> and I wave my hand at you, you know He said, Behold, I give it to you. You can take whatever you want to. Now, I don't have that authority to do that then. Are you hearing me? So that means that if the one I'm doing all the shaking and stuff, I'm giving authority to take something, if they say, Well, hey, I've been given authority uh, by Pastor Stroud, take whatever I want to out of there. Well, you don't really have it because I didn't really have it to give it to you. Make sense? By the same token, if I come to your house, let's bring it even closer. If I come to your house and people are outside and I tell them, I give you authority to take their 50 inch flat screen TV. I give you authority to do it. And they come in your house and they take your TV. And somebody calls the law and says, well, he, he said I can take the TV. Well, that's not his house. That's not his TV. You don't have authority to take it. Right? So your authority is only as good as the one who gave it to you. So Jesus owns everything. God in the flesh. Son of God, son of man. He says, I give you authority. The Bible declares that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Everything belongs to him. So the one who has all authority says, behold, I give unto you power. I give unto you authority. Which means that no matter who you come up against, you say, I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of Jesus. And you must submit to what I'm telling you. Because my authority is true. Does that make sense? So this is why the Lord said, hey, Glory. here we go. Examine this. Examine Jesus. what I have given to you. I didn't give you a party trick. Jesus. Examine what I gave to you. Examine, know what I have put in your hand. Survey it. Look at it. I put something in your hands. Disciples said, Lord, hey, even the devils are subject to us. Yeah, that's right. Don't you know who I am and what I gave to you? Are you hearing? Meditating on these truths 
will actually produce in you a stronger foundation and an appreciation for what he has given unto you. Knowing who you are and knowing what you possess. So that's one thing the devil doesn't want. He doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to know what you possess. He'll just run right over you. One of the saddest things I've seen is a, is a weak police officer. Oh, stop, 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 if you want to. If, if, if you want to stop, you can, okay, okay, you don't have to, you can go back. No, somebody's got to stand behind that. Put something behind it. Stop. Are you hearing? Now, the stronger your, the stronger your enemy or your, or your adversary, you know, you're going to have to put some force behind it. And there are different levels of demons, different levels of devils. There are some people that will listen to the policeman, no problem. Yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Officer. Yes. But then there are rebellious people that won't really listen. Then the policeman brings out his shiny handcuffs and binds them. And there are some times that you will just speak in the name of Jesus in a room. The name of Jesus. I declare Jesus in this room. I invoke or call upon the name of Jesus. I declare heavenly places in this atmosphere. I declare the peace of God rests upon this home. And there are some things that will bow and then immediately move and the atmosphere will change. Will change. Then there are other times that you'll find some more rebellious, some things that are a bit stronger that require you to put something, mm, put some more faith on that. Even though you've been given authority, there are some things that are rebellious that won't just let go unless you put something with it. Are you hearing? This is a, in, these, in these particular cases, the Lord tells the disciples, as we read further on in it, um, how sometimes you will have to uh, fast and pray or live a lifestyle of fasting and prayer. Now, fasting and prayer does not change God, but it, also, but it actually changes you. It is not the act of fasting and praying that will cause the devil to move, but it gives more of you to him. We give an example of, 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 um, of a peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, taking that, your knife, you get, you get the, uh, the jelly and you put it on the bread there and you, then you slide it over the bread. You spread it out, spread it out, spread it out. The more you give yourself to the Lord, the more you're being spread out over all that he is. The more you submit to him, the more he's spreading you out over all that he is. Now remember, God gave you his power and authority without measure. He gave you his spirit without measure. Because of Jesus, you have the spirit and you have his power without measure. We're the only ones that are limiting him. We're the only ones that are limiting him in our lives. But every time, let me say this, every time you, you spread a little bit further, every time you allow him to spread a little bit further in your life, it's going to hurt. It's not sugar-coated. It's going to hurt. There are sometimes you're going to feel like you're dying because you actually are. There are parts of us that are really bad, that are really bad. And when the Lord begins to deal with you and he begins to uncover darkness in you and we see that in us, we're not going to like that. 
But whenever he uncovers the darkness, he always brings in the light. And he always uh, heals and mends old wounds. And every, with every encounter that you have with him, with every encounter you have with his spirit, he always brings healing. There, there's, there is a revealing and then there is a healing. A revealing and then there is a healing. After the revealing and the healing, there's a greater, there's greater power, there's greater authority that you will manifest. Now all the power is already there. It's already there but how much of it is actually manifesting in your life? Well, that's dependent upon how, how you let him spread you over his, over his authority. How much of you is actually into him? Does that make sense? How much of you is actually, uh, how much of you you allow him to use? Because he's not gonna just go over all of it until you invite him in. Are you hearing? All right, so let's go a little bit further here. And um, all right, verse 19 says again, behold, and I pray we got that picture. Behold, I give unto you power, or that word there is exousia, governmental power to bind, control, to command, and others will follow. He said, behold, I give unto you power to what? Tread. Now let's look at this word tread today. The word tread, and I also, I told you that power has another definition, but we'll look at that in just a minute. You have power to tread. Now the word tread here, as it is written uh, in the Bible, uh, it is a verb, of course, is an action word, and it was written in the active voice, written in an active voice, meaning you are the one that will be doing the treading. Behold, I give you power to tread. You're the one who's going to be treading. You're the one who's gonna be doing this action. Well, what does it mean to tread? I'm so glad you asked. The word tread means to trample. It means to crush. It means to um, trample, it means to crush with the feet. So we see, I need you to see this as an active arming. See this as an active army that is marching. That is marching. In every place the Lord sends you, he gives you authority in it. And you're going to encounter opposition. It's gonna be there. Every time you take new ground, new territory, um, there's gonna be some sort of opposition. Somebody is going to say something. Uh, that's a song that says, uh, what? Let's give them something to talk about. If they're gonna talk, let's give them something to talk about. Are you hearing? People are always gonna say something. You finally, you've been driving an old beat up car for years, you finally get a new car, somebody gonna say something. You finally get a new house, they're gonna say something. You wear a new pair of shoes, Hmm, who does she think she is? Who does he think he is? They're gonna say something. It's just a part of it. You're gonna receive a 100-fold blessing with persecution. Why, why is this happening? Because you're still living here in a filthy world. It's gonna happen. So as you're marching forward and as you are advancing in the kingdom of God, as you are advancing the kingdom of heaven, as you are advancing, as you are getting better, as you are marching forward, there's going to be opposition. 
Now, the word trample there or uh, tread means to crush. It means to uh, trample or crush. Now, uh, you don't crush objects that are liquid. You say, well, you step in some water. You don't say, I crush that water. No. You step in a pile of poop. You don't say, I crush that poop. No. You crush something that is solid. Something that is solid. He said, you're going to crush or trample. You're going to tread, uh, trample or crush the power of the enemy. So there's something solid in front of you. Something that's not ethereal, something that is not pliable. Crush, you're gonna crush it to powder as you're walking in this direction. Something is gonna be in front of you that's, going to, that's there, that has been there, that wants to stop you from going any further, and it's become a stronghold. And it says you will not come any further. But Jesus said, look, I've given to you power. I've given you authority to crush everything that was in your way. With the authority. That's why he says again, look, look, behold, examine, inspect. Look what I've given to you. Examine this. You're going to find some hard things in your path. But he said, I've given you authority to handle those. Now, I want you to see this shoe, uh, the word tread, again, it, it does mean uh, to trample, to crush with the feet. It also means to advance by setting foot upon, to encounter successfully. Now grab hold of this. The word tread also means to encounter successfully the great perils from the machinations. I love that word, machinations. It's one of my new favorite words. To encounter successfully the greatest per perils from the machinations. Now, machinations means the schemes uh, or a crafty action or artful design, artful uh, design intended, intended to accomplish some usually evil outcome. So think about machinations as simply an evil plan or plot against you. Now, there are evil plans and plots against you. Amen. Remember, you're in a wrestling match. So the enemy always has a trap set somewhere. Something for you to fall into, something for you to overcome, something hard for you to deal with. You've been living long enough to know that that has been the case. There are seasons and times when things seem to be fine. Then all of a sudden, here comes something hard. You may have easy sliding for a while, but then here comes something hard. And this something hard is something for you to crush. You say, we're going through hard times, hard times. Well, then crush those hard times through the authority of Christ Jesus. Oh, somebody's really getting to this and really getting excited about this. So again, uh, we're going to encounter successfully, encounter successfully uh, basically the plans of the enemy, the schemes of the enemy. And the word uh, tread also means, uh, again, that we're gonna encounter successfully the machinations of the enemy and persecutions 
which the enemy loves to use against you. That persecution is really just hard and harsh treatment. People treating you really bad. So you'll have hard times or the enemy plants, he plans traps and, and schemes against you, and then there are folk that are just acting out of their mind. Say, what is going on here? Why are they treating me like this? Well, much of that stuff, not saying all of it, much of that stuff could very well be the devil. Trying to hop in somebody, trying to influence somebody to treat you all kind of way. To get you to stop doing what you were, what you should be doing. So as you are progressing in life, you're getting your life together, giving Christ Jesus your life. There's going to be something hard in front of you, and there are going to be plots, plans, and schemes, and there are going to be people that would treat you bad. But Jesus said, "Behold, I give unto you power to crush those." to crush those as you walk, as you advance, as the army of God. He said, I've given you power to handle it. Now, your power to handle it does not include you cussing and and fussing and arguing and doing all these things. That does not include it because understand, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There are dark powers, demonic powers that are encircling, trying to find their way in. And if you fight on the devil's level, you're always going to lose. You've got a far superior power that's at your disposal that Jesus has given unto you. Oh, I pray you're hearing this today. Now, note, uh, I want you to see this. Let's go back to the verse. It says, behold, I give unto you power authority, governmental power, jurisdiction, to tread, to crush, to crush what? To crush or tread on what? Serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. So let's take a look, first of all, just for a few moments, about serpents and scorpions. Serpents and scorpions are a part of the power of the enemy. These are two main beasts, two main things that Jesus pulls out of all the power of the enemy. You will be confronted with these two more than the others. This is why he puts them out. I give unto you power to tread upon, to crush, to trample on, to to, uh, encounter successfully the evil plot schemes of these and persecutions of serpents and scorpions. And if you're not encountering, encountering those, you're encountering one of the all the other powers of the enemy. So let's talk for a moment about serpents and scorpions. Now understand, these are creatures that move on the ground. Now we said that trampling means, or to trample, to tread, means to, uh, to crush with the feet. Snakes are normally found on the ground, usually. Scorpions are normally found on the ground, right? These creatures are normally found on the ground. That's their habitat. That's where they dwell. Well, you will go into their habitat where they dwell and crush it. Because the earth is the Lord's. And he wants order. 
And these things are there illegally, and they've got to go. So in your travels, you're going to encounter serpents and scorpions. Let's talk about the serpent for a few moments here, and then scorpion if we have time. Now, this is so big. Ah, before we do that. He said you're going to crush them, right? Tread means to crush. Now, you can say that you can maybe crush an egg. Can we say that? Crush an egg? Crush an egg, okay. The average size adult has the weight enough to step on an egg and it crushes. All right? But not everything can crush an egg. If I put a feather on an egg, it's not going to crush it. Right? Let's say a hard-boiled egg. If a baby steps on a hard-boiled egg, will the egg crush? Maybe, sort of. So it, it has something to do with the weight, right? You're crushing something. If that something has substance, it has something to do with the weight that is stepping down on it. The more you weigh, the more ability you have to crush faster and not stomp. I'm going to get you, devil. Uh, uh, I'm going to get you. Jesus said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush you. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, get out. Uh, 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 I'm stepping. No. If you weigh heavy enough, let's say if, if, a, if a tank rolls over a rock, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to crush that rock, depending on what size it is, right? If we walk on a physical rock, you know, we may walk over, but that rock is not going to be crushed. It has to do with the weight. The more weight you have or the weightier you are, the faster this thing will be crushed beneath you. Does that make sense? Weight has to do with responsibility. Are you hearing? Weight has to do with responsibility. The more responsibility you have in the kingdom of God, the more weight you have. Let's say it this way. The more authority you have in your life, the more weight your words have. If you have little authority, if you have little things happening uh, in your life, you're not submitted that much to the Lord, kind of vicarious in your dealing, then your words will be very light. Your actions will be very light. Let me give another example. If you go around lying all the time, will your words have weight? I'm going to give you $50 tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, thank, 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 thank. Yeah. Uh-huh. But if you are known to be a truthful person, a truthful person, I mean, $50 tomorrow, oh, man, great. Now I can go ahead and buy that candy bar or whatever I want to do. Now I can go ahead and buy this because I know your words have weight. Let me give you another example. Uh, little Johnny comes up and, and you told him, Johnny, unless you do this, I'm going to spank that little hiney of yours. But you know you never do it. He said, ha, 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 yeah. But if you're true to your word, he's going to, yes, sir. Your words have weight if you're true to your words. Again, listen. So he said, uh, again, that you're going to tread or crush, crush the adversary. 
That has to do with your weight. How true are you to the Lord's word? How much of his authority are you allowing to operate in your life? How submitted are you to him? The greater your submission to him, the more weight you will have. So therefore, when you step into a room, when you step into an atmosphere, and this is gonna happen, gonna happen with you, you step into a room, you step into an atmosphere, the enemy will say, well, hey, you know, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you, you know? But if you have submitted yourself to the Lord, you step into that room and the atmosphere will begin to change because someone of authority, someone of weight has come into the room. Think about this in the classroom instruction when we're in, the, when we're in school. Uh, you know, teachers out in the hallway somewhere talking, everybody in the class, hey, party time, party time, party time. You know, there's no one of weight in the room. But when the teacher comes back in with authority invested in her and him by the school system, when they step in the room, <gasps> then everybody straightens up because someone of weight has come in the room. Does that make sense? trying to give you examples. So Jesus said, behold, I give unto you authority. Now, the Lord gives you that authority without measure. But how much of that are you submitted to in your life? How much of that are you allowing to be utilized in your life? How much of you are you giving to him? This determines how much weight that you will have in your life. This determines how much that you will manifest, how much of his power or authority will be manifested in your life. Does that make sense? So let's talk about the serpent just for a moment. Now the serpent, of course, uh, the serpent and the scorpion, the power of both of them are, is poison, right? Poison, they're both poisonous creatures. Lord said, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. The serpent and the scorpion both have the power to strike and inflict poison. Now, a human being, a normal human being, may be able to, or, or most are able to survive the strike, but not the poison that comes afterward, depending on which type of snake it is. The strike is not what kills them. It's the poison that's injected through the strike that kills them. The Lord said, you'll be able to survive this encounter successfully. Let's talk about the serpent just for a moment. My goodness. I pray that you stay with me. The power of the serpent is in his mouth. It wants to strike you and then inject you with what's called an untruth. This is the power of the serpent, and we find that really there in the book of Genesis where you find the first instance of the serpent in the Bible, of the snake or the serpent. It wants to inject you with an untruth. An untruth is something that looks right, but it's really not. Now, the serpent's goal is not that uh, it would do the sinful action. The devil's not trying to do the sinful action but he's trying to get in your head so that you will do the action. This is a thought here. He's trying to inject a lie, inject an untruth into your thinking so that you will carry it out and he'll sit back and laugh. Adam and Eve in the garden. The devil didn't take eat of the forbidden fruit, but he convinced them and they ate it. Ananias and Sapphira, we talked about that, and I believe in Acts, the fourth or fifth chapter. The devil didn't uh, 
eat, or the devil did not um, uh, sell the price of land and keep the money, and Nisiphira did that. The Bible says clearly that Satan had filled their hearts. He wants to fill your heart with an untruth, fill your heart with a lie so that you will carry out the action and then you are then, uh, you are then condemned. Someone may say to you, you know, uh, so-and-so is cheating on you. You don't have any evidence about it, but the enemy's trying to prime the pump there. They're talking behind your back. You don't have any evidence about it, but he's trying to prime the pump against you. Uh, so-and-so doesn't like you. He's trying to prime the pump against you. Now, if we receive that venom, if we receive that poison, then that's going to cause us to act differently toward that person. And all these could be nothing but lies. But now we're acting totally different when they walk in the room because of the lies that we have received. The devil didn't do the action. You will do the action if you receive the lie. Are you hearing so we're going to, the Lord said that we're going to trample on these lies. We're going to trample on these untruths as we continue to advance in the kingdom of heaven, as you continue to advance in life. Oh, my Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for your power and great authority that you've given unto us in the name of Jesus. So this is what's going to happen. Let me just tell you now that we're going to go ahead and close. Some of you will encounter these thoughts, these untruths that the devil will try his best to uh, feed your mind, uh, feed them through other people. He'll try to feed you through television, through media, through magazines, through uh, Facebook or, or these other um, media mediums. And uh, you're going to take, some of you will take these things and you'll actually believe them and then begin to act differently. Uh, there may be some things that he'll try to ensnare you at the doctor's office, giving you a bad report, and, and you take that thing and you believe it, and it begins to have negative effects on your body. All these things are untrue. But if he can strike you in a circumstance or situation, and if you receive his poison, then, you be, then you'll begin to, something about you will begin to die. Whether, whether it is a relationship, so relationship or whether it is finances, you'll begin to lose something. But the Lord says in cure, we're going to stop here. He says in cure, what you do, consider what I have given to you. Consider I have given you power over that untruth. Consider that I have given you power over the snake's venom. I've given you power over the snake's strike so that you will endure that, account, that encounter successfully. Successfully, how do you endure or how do you overcome an untruth? You, become, you overcome it with the truth, with the word of God. You will declare what God says in that moment and that will crush the lie of the enemy and then you will be able to continue on your journey. It's the enemy's goal to stop you from becoming all that God has called you to do. And the very first thing that you will encounter is the snake's venom, untruth, untruth. And when you receive an untruth, it always ends poorly. But if you consider what Jesus gave to you, if you consider his authority, and his authority lies in his name and in his word, if you focus on his name, focus on his word, you will make it through this encounter, you will crush the enemy, and you will continue to build the kingdom of God and build your life. 
How many, how many have been encountered, how many have encountered the enemy and have tried to build a life only to have something happen, only to have something that someone said. They said this or they said that. That's the serpent's bite. That's the the serpent's poison. And they fall back, 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 and they never actually build. Jesus said, behold, uh, gaze at, inspect. I want you to survey this power, this authority that I've given unto you that gives you official authority from heaven to crush, to trample, to tread upon all the works of the enemy. And the first work the enemy we talked about today was the power of the serpent. He strikes with poison of untruths. You can see that clearly in the book of Genesis as you see what the serpent did to Adam and Eve. Father, I thank you for the words you've given us to us today. Lord, I pray for all those that are here and for our friends that are right now watching and listening. Wherever you are all around the world, we want you to know that we are praying for you. And I, and I need you to uh, get into the word of God and declare what the Lord says about your circumstance because the enemy will not be using uh, things that are things that are uncommon in your life, he always uses the same old thing over and over and over. So you know what traps, what plots, what ploy, what machinations the enemy is going to use. So find the word of God as it relates to that area and declare his word in Jesus' mighty name and you will crush the enemy and you will begin to build your life on a solid foundation. So Father, I pray for my friends that are here and my friends that are watching and listening all around the world. Father, I pray that you would give them the revelation of this word. And I thank you, Lord God, that, uh, that you bring healing and deliverance. And wherever the enemy has them pent down, Father, I pray for deliverance right now in the name of Jesus, that your people will, will begin to come to themselves and realize who they really are in you and that they would overcome this thing that has been overcoming them. Father, I declare your blessings, and I declare the, the covering of the Lord Jesus Christ, the blood covering of Christ upon their lives, and supernatural deliverance. I give you praise today, Father, and I thank you for the victory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.